good to see you from this pull pull. pull. <laughs> I like pull pull. Back in 2012, social scientist and author Brene Brown was asked to lead a TED Talk. And for those of you who don't know what that is, TED Talks began as a yearly conference back in 1984 devoted to spreading ideas, usually in the form of short, powerful talks. And today, it's a widespread, very well-known public offering, very much in part to its online channel where anyone can access these incredible talks for free in more than 100 languages, no less. So to get an invitation to do a TED Talk is a big deal. And Brene Brown was a great pick in my opinion. She had written several books and articles already at the time that were rooted in her meticulous research around how we humans tick. She's fastidious about data, and she's relatable, funny, and deeply spiritual. She has this lovely gift of bringing deep and wise truths forward, articulating them with both poetic beauty and grounded practicality. If you are only now hearing about Brene Brown, go out and devour her work. And you're welcome. <laughs> you're in for a treat. I think it's clear that she's one of my great spiritual guides and companions. I'm so grateful to what she has brought to the world and to my own life. So Brene is asked to speak at this TED Talk, this annual conference in 2012, to an audience of about 500. And she decided to take a risk, to do something she had never done before. She decided that she was going to center her talk around vulnerability. Now, vulnerability was a huge part of her research, and she had just written a book about vulnerability and courage, so she was versed in this. However, what she hadn't done before was to stand up in front of people and share her own struggle with vulnerability right alongside her research on it. And while she knew that her talk would be available online afterwards, what she could have never imagined was that this TED Talk would go completely viral. And for those of you who don't speak worldwide web, what that means, going viral means that a video or piece of information, like an article or an essay maybe, is watched or read by more than five million people in a three to seven day period, All right? 
Bernays' talk, which I should tell you was called The Power of Vulnerability, had six million views in three days. And today, eight years later, has, as of Thursday when I last checked, 45,371,598 views. Don't you think that the title of the thing, The Power of Vulnerability, captures something that collectively we are starving for as a culture? 45 million views tells us something, I think. So let me tell you about this talk. And I can't go through every piece of it. I hope you will go home and watch it for yourselves or re-watch it. But I will extract a few key pieces for you today. So Brene Brown's six-plus-year research at this time asked this question. What is it that makes a person feel deep connection in their life? And what is it that makes a person feel utter disconnection in their life? So she, under, she interviewed hundreds of people, held countless focus groups, and when all was said and done, had thousands and thousands of personal testimonies around this question of connection and disconnection to sift through a ton of data. And this is what she found. What she found was that those who felt disconnected in their lives were the same people who felt they didn't belong in some way. They didn't belong. And Brene defined this sense of non-belonging as being undergirded by shame. Shame. What do we mean by shame? It's the feeling that there is something about me that makes me unworthy of connection, right? If others saw it or knew it, they couldn't possibly love me or want me. This is what I mean by shame. It's the intensely painful feeling or experience of believing that we are fundamentally flawed, that there's something wrong with us. And because of this, we are unworthy of love and unworthy of belonging. And Brene Brown found that folks who are bemired in this fear and the shame cut themselves off from being vulnerable. They cut themselves off from being vulnerable with others in order to not be seen for what they fear they are. It's so important to get that, right? To just get down into that. We, and I say we, 
because my sense is that we have all at one time or another experienced what she's describing here, right? For many of us, we grapple with this on a daily basis. We hold our most vulnerable truths, our bare treeness natures. We tuck them away, compartmentalize them in our deepest recesses, convinced, convinced that if we let anyone know, if we let anyone see them or know them, they will most certainly banish us. And why do we do this? Because as human beings, we long for connection and belonging, right? We're literally hardwired for it. And the paradox is this, and here's what Brown's research showed, that true connection, true belonging, and this piece came out of the grouping of people who felt deeply connected in their lives, had several things in common, one of which, resoundingly, was that they fully embraced vulnerability, right? They didn't say they were comfortable in it. Vulnerability is not easy, as we all know, but they fully embraced it nonetheless. So it's not that they didn't have any of those feelings of disconnection, it's just that they were practiced at sharing their whole selves in some way or another with others, and because of this, felt connected and belonging of somewhere or to someone. When Brene landed on this in her study, when she discovered that vulnerability was both the core of shame and fear and our struggle for worthiness and, and these are her words, the birthplace of joy of creativity, of belonging, of love. She had a personal breakdown. And this is what she shared so openly, so eloquently, so vulnerably in her TED Talk. Because she came to know that she was terrified of being completely vulnerable, terrified. It's a harsh and grim truth to face. And I have a feeling I'm not alone in the experience of being brought to these kinds of uncomfortable, unwelcome truths about ourselves. So just three years ago in her book, Braving the Wilderness, she coined in part the title of this sermon today, Strong Back, Soft Front, Wild Heart. I so wish I wrote that. It's a glorious holy trinity of sorts. It's paradoxical, but it is the bedrock of belonging and connection. Taking the armor off our fronts to reveal our vulnerabilities, our soft fronts, trusting our strong backs will and can hold us up and that they can't exist without one another. Therein lies the great paradox. And the wild heart, 
That's the I'm here and I'm whole just as I am part. It's the brave part. Because make no mistake, this takes a hell of a lot of courage. And as Brene says, it's tough and tender, brave and afraid, all at the same time. Grit and grace, a strong back, soft front, and wild heart has the capacity to hold all of this. Pretty good. Truth. I have to consciously work all the time to keep my front soft because I have a lot of devices deep in my bones that come from my family of origin that really, really want me to be armored all day, that this is strength. It does not come easily to me. And the way that it activates this hardened, armored front is by allowing fear to whisk me away, fear of being a failure, of messing up, putting my foot in my mouth, losing my grip on things, losing control, not knowing what to say or do, letting people down, not being what I think the world wants and needs. And this is where the feeling of disconnection sets in. It certainly doesn't make me feel connected to y'all. And it's when I need, know I need to change course, that I have some work to do. But it's when I hide all of this away and I don't find a way to share it with someone. That's when the corrosive thinking that undergirds all of this tells me that there's something wrong with me for feeling this way, so stay quiet. Don't let anyone know. Shame, fear of vulnerability, disconnection. And you know, this can lead to some really scary stuff in us humans, am I right? Yeah. I'll tell you for myself, I'm not proud of how I have at times chosen to contend with feelings of shame and disconnection. It has made me callous, judgmental, intolerant, and vengeful. This is what shame and the fear of vulnerability can do to some of us. It can be a truly destructive power. And make no mistake, connectedness in this kind of fear and judgment and vengefulness and intolerance is not true connection. It's what Brene Brown calls counterfeit connection, and it's unsustainable, my friends. We're seeing this play itself out in the world, yes. Unchecked fear and disconnection make us do crazy, crazy things. I have a feeling we will circle back to some of this next month when our monthly theme is evil. But when we are connected, truly 
connected. We feel worthy of love, and by virtue of this, are able to love others. We belong to ourselves, and so we belong to each other. I see you, and thank you for seeing me. We are able to hold our vulnerabilities up, hard as it is, as great and wondrous powers, because they are. They are. You know, I realize that it is not in all places, nor with all people, that we can, nor would it be appropriate to lay it all out there, right? Of course not. Do you see that this is what this place is for? What else is this place for? Chalice circles, third Wednesdays, our choir, it doesn't always have to be spoken, but they are pouring themselves out. You can feel it, and you did today. The new reflections group after service, candles of joys and sorrow. I am scared as hell. Check-ins to start our meetings. I could go on and on here. These are places, places that we invite you to get a little bit closer to your truest and deepest of parts, if you can. These are our places where we can be vulnerable with each other, right? It's the reason so many of you, of you feel you belong here. And I hope, I hope that for those of you who are taking the time you need to trust this spiritual community, I hope that you might bravely inch yourself towards sharing your you with us in the way that feels right to you. I really hope and pray for that for you. As Mary Jean Arion writes, most of all, perhaps, there is honesty in the starkness of a winter tree Stripped of all pretense and embellishment, nothing is there but the tree's own truth. Before the eyes of all, it lives the way it is. Nothing more. May you attempt to live your truth. To live the way you are and to find circles where you might lay down your armor, soften your front, believe in the strength of your back, and set free the wild heart which beats in your chest right now. May you find your way to your vulnerable places and see that indeed, indeed, they are your great power. They are our great power. May it be so. Amen.